Welcome to Natural Wellness Tips Podcast, a weekly broadcast all about leading a healthy, happy, and wholehearted life. Hello, and welcome back to the Natural Wellness Tips Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hudgens. And today, since we are so close to the end of the year, I'm going to talk to you about uh, New Year's resolutions and goal setting and vision casting and really preparing for 2019. I think New Year's resolution is something that a lot of us do when we're younger. And then by the time we get to adults, being adults, we're like, they don't work, right? Well, and the truth is they really they really don't work. A lot of times we go into the year feeling really optimistic. We're going to lose weight, save money, pay off debt, buy a house, do all these big things that kind of seem unachievable. And then we're also not setting up plans for them. We're just throwing out this big random goal like, I will quit smoking. I will stop eating sugar. There's no plan in place, right? And then you get to November, December of the year and you're like, great, I did nothing. My New Year's resolution doesn't work. Well, according to US News, 80% of resolutions fail. They fail by the second week of February. And that really just is kind of like a, huh, why would I even do this? Well, I'm going to teach you a better way. I'm going to teach you a tried and true tested way that is guaranteed to help you match these new goals you're setting for the New Year's if you follow the steps. According to US News, they also say that you're more likely to stick with a resolution if you have accountability either with a person or in a, a group or a program. So you know, you need that support. You can't do this on your own. And, you know, we talk about these big goals. Like, they don't really have small steps. They don't have attainable sequences to them. They're just like, I will lose weight. Well, great. How much? By when? How are you going to do it? Right? So I like to always say that if you think of it this way, maybe your ultimate goal is to lose weight in 2019. Well, can you think of 12 habits that you can create in 2019 that will help you move towards losing weight? Maybe drinking water, getting enough sleep, exercise, making that a priority, cutting out processed food, cutting out sugary drinks, right? Those are already five goals that you can, or five habits that you can incorporate that are all going to help you move towards losing weight that are reasonable and realistic. So if you were to create one healthy habit each month for 12 months, do you, could you imagine what you could accomplish in a year instead of throwing out these crazy astronomical New Year's resolutions that are just not measurable and attainable? So we'll break that down for you in a second here. But I want to show you this or talk to you about this research that I found because I found it very interesting. And, and I find that it's influential in the power of habits it really emphasizes why we should have habits. Like, do you think making your bed would make a difference in your life? Some people might say yes. Some people might say no. I bet the people that said yes, make their bed already. The people that said no, don't make their bed. I can pretty much guarantee that just from asking people and doing my own little research on it. But this hunch.com did a survey of 68,000 people. 59% of the people do not make their beds. 27% do while 12% pay a housekeeper to make it for them, which that sounds like a really nice 12%. I don't know. I kind of like making my own bed. <laughs> Seems like a lot of people have housekeepers that make their beds for them. But anyway, I dig digress. So here's what was really disturbing to me, but also interesting, enlightening, 
and maybe something that I already kind of knew that just validated it for me. 71% of people who make their beds consider themselves happy, while 62% of people who do not make their beds admit, admit to being unhappy. Bed makers are also more likely to like their jobs, own a home, exercise regularly, feel well-rested, whereas non-bed makers hate their jobs, are more likely to hate their jobs, rent apartments, avoid the gym, and wake up tired. So all in all, that habit of simply making your bed, which takes one minute a day, 365 minutes a year, makes you a happier, healthier person or can move you in the direction of being a happier, healthier person. So instead of thinking of these astronomical goals that you need to reach, why don't you think of small habits that you can create in your life to reach those goals? So I want to walk you through kind of how I close out my year. And I've been doing this for the past um, four years now. So I've been doing it for the last four years and it's really changed every element of my life to be, to be 100% honest with it. Yeah, it really absolutely has. But I, I start by looking backwards because history is where we learn our lessons. And if we don't take time to learn lessons from our history, we're wasting that time, right? So let's look back. So we'll look back at 2018. And you guys can write these questions down for yourself or I'm going to show you and just at the end of the podcast how you can get this whole workbook for free. So stay tuned. But you can get all of this for free or you can jot these questions down. What are you most proud of yourself for accomplishing in 2018? And it doesn't have to be something huge, you know? It could be anything. But write it down. Write it down and live in that gratitude. Live in that, that feeling of proud, of excited for yourself. What's one thing you're really grateful for in 2018? And again, just take some time. Maybe it's more than one thing. Maybe you want to write multiple things. Write it out. I write 10 things I'm grateful for every morning. Even on mornings I'm grumpy, I still write things I'm grateful for and I still find that I have a bigger smile on my face after I do it. And then the last question I always look back and ask is, what is something you wanted to do and didn't do? So really kind of go and say, what did I not accomplish? What did I really wish I accomplished? You know, maybe it was your New Year's resolution that you didn't accomplish and you want to just recognize it. This isn't judging yourself. This isn't giving yourself a hard time. It's recognizing what you wanted to do and didn't do. And then asking yourself, is this goal still relevant? And if it is, what's one thing you can do to move yourself into action toward that goal? So maybe that goal, I mean, weight loss is just something that's very easy for many of us to understand and relate to. So I'll use that as an example. But maybe your goal was to lose weight and you didn't. So what's one thing that you can do to move towards that goal? Well, maybe it's just drinking water. Maybe you don't drink enough water. Maybe you drink soda or you know sugary teas and things like that. Maybe it's really just taking the time to cut those things out and drink more water. That is a great step that you can take towards that goal that does not seem astronomically challenging. So think about that and jot those things down. Then we move on to creating a vision for 2019. Our vision is so important. We want to be able to close our eyes and see where we're going. So I have some steps that I'll take you through that you can use to create your vision. I recommend finding a nice quiet place. I know realistically many of you are 
driving, you know, working in your house, cleaning, folding laundry, working out. Um, so I'm not going to walk you through this exercise. I'm going to give you the steps and you can pause and write them down. But I think it's very important that you take the time to do this. So find a quiet place where you won't be interrupted and you'll close your eyes and you'll take a few deep breaths. So I like to take big inhales through my nose and exhale through my mouth. Even one breath makes such a difference. But try doing three, four more breaths. Really settle down. And begin to walk yourself through your perfect day in your mind from waking up all the way to peacefully falling asleep. Now, I ask you to do this more in advance like than a year. So like, think of where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? And visualize that. And then you can come back and visualize a step closer. You know, so if you did 10 years, come back to five years. If you did five years, then come back to one year. And then after you get through that one year, if you're really new to this and you're struggling, just do one year. But if you really can sit down and go the 10 years, it takes some of the stress out of that and some of the overwhelm of like, do I have enough money to reach these goals? You know, is my job going to, you know, all the little questions that we can't change. So come back and do the year at the end or do that if that's where you're comfortable. But as soon as you're done with this visualization, and I urge you not to make it like, I wake up, I feel happy, I go to work, it's wonderful, I come home, I eat dinner, I work out, I go to bed. Like get in there, like go through the day, spend 10, 20 minutes doing this uh, and really think about you wake up, how do you feel? What does your bed feel like under you? How are your sheets? What's the first thing you do? Do you grab your essential oils or your journal or your book? Do you roll over and hug your significant other? Do your kids come into bed? Is your dog licking your nose? Like really feel it, okay? Like really, really feel every moment that you can feel. Because the more you feel where you want to be, the more your subconscious agrees and, and helps get you there. Like you, the more your subconscious is like, oh, I need to make this happen for them. So really take the time to do that. And as soon as you're done, grab your journal and write it out. Write out on the first page what has already happened, what life is like on January 1st, 2020. So you're going to write down what that day is like. You're going to write it down in every detail that you can remember. Okay. And you have that to go back to. And we'll talk about using that to create a vision board in a moment. But a few great options like with this written down explanation of where you're going is every morning, read it. Every night, read it. Eventually, it'll be so ingrained in you that you can just close your eyes when you wake up in the morning. I do a visualization exercise every morning and I actually visualize where I'm going with different components of my life, spiritually, with my business, you know, different, different elements. And I can visualize where I'm going because I've written it down and read it so many times. So... Uh, you can also record yourself reading it and listen to it on your way to work. If that's easier for you, listen to it while you're working out. But find that visualization, work through that visualization and, and really, really get deep into it. If you are stuck with this, seriously, reach out to me on Instagram at natural underscore wellness underscore tips. Reach out to me on Instagram and say, girl, I listen to your podcast. I am stuck creating my vision. I will help you. Okay. I will help you. So reach out to me if I can. So then we need to write our goals that are going to help us get to where we want to be in our vision. So we need our goals to be smarter. You might have heard of smart goals, but I like smarter goals. 
So each letter stands for something. S is specific. It needs to be specific to your overall vision. M is measurable. How will you know when you accomplish this goal? So specific and like specific is, yeah, you want to lose weight, but why do you want to lose weight? Like really think about that whole concept of like getting some more meat and potatoes to that goal and measurable is like, how are you going to accomplish this goal? How do you, or how are you going to know when you accomplish this goal? So for instance, um, are you going to know when your clothes fit better? Are you going to know when the scale hits a certain number? I'm not a big fan of the scale and the numbers because muscle weighs more than fat. So if you're working out, you're going to be gaining weight, if not staying equal with your weight. But I like really looking at like how your clothes fit, how you look in the mirror, how you feel. Those are things that are better for me. Attainable, is it a, is it a goal that can be accomplished? If you are only weigh 100 pounds and you want to lose 30 pounds, like that's not attainable or realistic, right? So you need to really work on changing that. Relevant, is this goal worth working hard to accomplish and why? Why is it important to you? So, you know, it, it really dives deeper into what's driving you to want to lose weight. And if the, the reason that you want to lose weight or hit that business goal is to make other people happy, this isn't a relevant goal to you. You need to find a way to make it relevant to you. Timely, when will this goal be accomplished? So, you know, having set timelines of like by July 31st or things, uh, you need to be able to evaluate it. What's your plan to regularly evaluate your progress? So if your goal is to lose weight by a certain date, how often are you going to check back in and how are you going to check back in? And then you need to set up a reward for yourself. So you need to know what you're going to do for yourself when you reach that goal. So I will give you an example of this goal. And this is just around weight loss, just because again, I think it's very relevant and people can can re- relate to it. So a way to write a goal that's smarter is I will focus on my health and wellness. So health and wellness is what the specific of it. By losing 20 pounds by July 31st. So we made it specific, measurable, it's attainable, it's relevant, and it's timely. Okay. I will do this by working out three days a week. And once a week, I will evaluate my progress by weighing myself and setting a plan for the next week for my workout. When I accomplish this goal, I will go on vacation to the beach in San Diego with my family. So we hit all of those marks. It's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely. It's something you can evaluate and you have a reward for yourself. So now that you have your goal, I'm going to teach you my next trick because sometimes we set these goals and if we don't attain them, let's say you lose 19 pounds by July 31st. Because you have such a rigid goal, you let yourself down. You didn't attain it. You didn't make it. 19 pounds. I mean, you might've just drank water before you did the stepped on the scale, right? So we need to give ourselves some grace and some leeway here. So I like to do that by, by creating best, great, good goals. So this losing 20 pounds by July 31st and rewarding myself with a trip to the beach is my best goal. Okay. So that is the ultimate best. That is like, I did it. But a great explanation would be I'll focus on my health and wellness by losing 15 pounds by July 31st. All of the measurements are the same, but the reward is a little different. You're going to go buy yourself a new bathing suit. Okay. So the the reward's a little bit smaller because you didn't quite hit your best goal, but you still deserve a reward. So that's your great goal. And then good would be you lost 10 pounds by July 31st and you get to go out to dinner at your favorite restaurant. Okay. So 
you see how this gives us a little leeway to not necessarily be locked into this one number, this one range, this one place. You can do this with anything. Maybe it's getting out of debt. Okay, so maybe you have 100% of your debt paid off is your best goal. 50% is your great and 25% is your good. 25% is still really good. You still made a lot of progress, right? But it allows you to reward yourself to, to enjoy that reward, to live in that reward so that you aren't beating yourself up and saying, I'm not good enough by not attaining the highest version. Because when we don't reward ourselves, when we don't say to our subconscious, you did a great job here. I'm so proud of you. It makes us want to stop working towards our goals. So that's why I like best, great, good. That's how I break my goals down. And then I do them in five categories. So you might be thinking, this is a lot of work for a New Year's resolution. Well, this is a guaranteed way that your New Year's resolution is going to work, right? If you just say you're going to lose weight, congratulations. So did like a million other people and none of them lost weight. So you need to take the time and be specific about this. So you're going to break down your goals into five categories. I recommend one, no more than three goals per category. I really only recommend one per category. Because remember, in that goal, you can break it down more. So your goal to lose weight is creating habits around that. Your goal to save money is to create habits around that. Not just saying, I'm going to save money, but what are you going to do to save money? What bills can you cut out? Where can you make more money? Like, Where can you do different things to hit that goal? So I recommend doing in the five categories of finances, business, spirituality, relationships, and physical health. And I want to point out here that relationship is... If you don't have a good relationship with yourself, that needs to be your number one area here. So you might want to get married and you're not married, but you're not happy with yourself and you don't have peace in your own heart. Well, you can't attract someone into your life until you find that. So or maybe you can't track the person that you really need in your life until you find that. So I urge you to take some time on that relationship goal. And if you need to take this year to make it about you, then do it. You deserve it. You're worth it. So use those five categories. And then another fun thing to do is name your year. Last year, mine was Elevate to New Heights. And I definitely think I lived out that year and maybe not how I envisioned it, but I definitely think I did. So you can name your year now that you have your vision and your goals written out. It gives it, it's like kind of people who name their cars, you know, it gives, it gives you a reason to smile. It helps you create excitement deep down inside. It helps your subconscious claim ownership over these goals and where you want to go in this vision. So my, my name for 2019 is coming in hot. So you can interpret that however you want. But my friend Christine actually uh, inspired me to name it that. So mine's coming in hot. So you can name it whatever you want. It doesn't matter. And once you have all of this in place, you have to make it happen. Okay? You have to make it happen. So what I recommend is accountability. And here are some of my favorite ways to hold myself accountable. Tell someone, have a partner that is supporting you with your goals while you do the same for them. So you guys work on your goals and you come back together and you discuss them and you tell each other kind of what are your measurement marks and how are you going to hold each other accountable for them. So maybe it's something that you're weighing yourself in once a week. 
um, or you're seeing your pants size, or your waist size once a week, you, are you, how are you going to communicate that to the other person? So having that communication in effect and in order so that somebody's there to help you with that. I also recommend creating a vision board or a vision journal to look at every day. Uh, next week's episode is going to be all about vision boarding and vision journals and, and different ways you can do that. So stay tuned for that because you're going to want to know how I do it and all of the, there's so many different ways to do it. So I'm going to give you guys a couple different ideas. And then set reminders in your calendar to check back on your goals, see where you are in your progress, right? So I think the accountability component is the most important. And Last year, I helped a lot of people through this workbook and they really enjoyed it. So I definitely want to get this to you for free. I want to get this out to you so you have it. But I want you to use it. So what I am doing this year, because I found that I, I gave it to a lot of people for free last year and nobody did it. Nobody did it. It wasn't even used. And a few people did it, but most people didn't. And and I, if you have a tool and you don't use it, it doesn't work, right? So I want you to have a tool and I want you to use it and I want it to work for you. So what I did this year was I created Reboot You and Thrive in 2019. You might have heard me talk about this in some of my previous podcast episodes. But this is a uh, low-cost accountability program with a high reward. So coming into this program, you are going to learn five healthy habits in the month of January that can help you move towards any goal you have in your life. There, we're going to work together with group coaching. We're going to have raffles, prizes. I'm going to teach you five healthy habits and not only say, this is what you do and how you do it, but teach you why we do it teach you why it's something that you want to incorporate in your life. Because when we understand why, we are more likely to do something, right? So I'm going to teach you all about that in the group. And normally, if you work with me one-on-one -on, -one on something like this, it is $500 an hour. That's my rate. That's expensive, especially for people who are like, I don't know if I'm going to follow through with it, right? This group is only $15. So $15 for the month of January for all of that support. And you're going to walk away with five healthy habits that are going to help you move towards thriving in 2019. So I really hope you join me because when you join, you get this workbook for free and you get support in working through this workbook. I'm going to do some more coaching in that group about working through this workbook. I'm also going to do some more coaching on vision boarding and things further in depth than I am in this podcast. And you're just going to get that, that support. You're going to have that handholding. You're going to have that camaraderie. So the link is in the description, but it's very simple. It's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y backslash reboot you. And you can click on that link and it will take you to the payment. And then well, you'll get added to the Facebook group. You'll get the free workbook. But the link will be down in the bio so that you can check it out. Message me on Instagram if you're stuck. You can find it on the uh, bio of my Instagram page too, at natural underscore wellness underscore tips. So I hope to see you in the Reboot You and Thrive Challenge. It's coming up. January is almost here. Put those things in place to make it your best year yet. And I can't wait to hear what you think. So leave me a review. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you thought, what you learned. Uh, let me know about your goals when you set them. Reach out to me. I love to hear from you guys. Please, I always answer on my own. I don't have anybody answering for me. It's me connecting with you. So please reach out. Let's talk. Let's connect. I want to hear what you're up to. So as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for taking the time 
to absorb in what I have to share. And it, uh, it's such an honor to me to be able to, to share all of this with each of you. So I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe and head over to Instagram to keep up with me daily at Natural Wellness Tips. See you next week.